to the $100 MBA show, the business podcast that never lets you down every day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of the $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And today's episode is a Q&A Wednesday episode. On our Q&A Wednesday episodes, I answer a question from one of you, one of our listeners. If you have a question you want to ask, just email me over at omar at 100mba.net. Today's question is from Charles, and Charles asks, what's the biggest difference between a content business and a software business? Good question, Charles. We touched on this topic in previous episodes, but I will share what the biggest difference between the two different business models. When we say content business, we're talking about selling online courses, books, even having a blog and making money off the traffic or the ads. If you're making money with your podcast, that's a content business versus building and maintaining and growing a software and selling that to customers. I'll be highlighting the major difference and touching on a few other things you may want to consider when you're evaluating either business. So let's get into it. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is supported by Podia. Podia helps thousands of creators earn money from their passion. It's an all-in-one digital storefront that you can sell courses, memberships, and digital downloads in one place. It's the most creator-friendly platform on the market with zero transaction fees and a super-friendly 24-7 live support team, no matter what plan you're on. So they're going to take care of you, even if you're just getting started. What's great about Podia is that it eliminates all the technical headaches. It takes care of every aspect of selling your course or membership or digital download. If you've got video courses, they do the video hosting for you. If you want an easy way to charge your members on a reoccurring basis for a membership, Podia takes care of it. You want a secure way for people to download your products when they pay for them? They take care of that too. They also offer free migrations on their Shaker plan. Best of all, Podia puts their money where their mouth is. They have a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. So if you don't love it, you don't pay a penny. If you're looking to start an online course, sell any kind of digital product, or start a membership site, check them out and support the show by going to podia.com slash MBA. That's P-O-D-I-A dot com slash MBA. In today's Q&A Wednesday, Charles asks... I noticed you have both a content business and a software business. I currently sell online courses and I'm considering getting into software. Can you tell me what the biggest difference between the two business models are? Happy to, Charles. Yes, you are right. We sell content via our courses. We have a podcast that earns revenue, but we also have a large software business called Webinar Ninja. And the best way I could describe as the biggest difference between running a content business and a software business is results and responsibilities. Let me explain. People buy a software to get an immediate result. I might buy something like Squarespace so I can build a website. I want to be able to build a website by myself, and that's the result I want. I want a completed website that looks great. Now, say, for example, I wanted to learn how to play the violin, and I took an online course on how to learn the violin, right? I want to be able to be proficient to play some songs, some of my favorites, right? The result I'm looking for here is to be able to, you know, play a few songs for my friends at parties, right? That's why I'm taking this course. So, we outline the results of both products, right? Why the customer buys. Now, let's talk about responsibilities. When it comes to a software, a lot of the responsibility comes 
on the shoulders of the company, of the product. If somebody can't create a website with Squarespace, they're not going to blame the person. They're going to blame the software, right? They're not going to blame the customer. The software should be able to fulfill this actual promise, this result, I would say about 80%. You know, 80% of the way, the uh, software has to actually help them attain that result. The rest of the 20% is really the effort that the customer has to put in. The customer has to put some effort, right? They actually have to move the mouse and build the pages. But I would say about a 20-80 split between the software has responsibility over the result versus the customer. It's the other way around with content. With content, most of the responsibility on the result is on the actual customer. The customer actually perceives it that way. Like if you take a course or let's say you buy a course uh, on how to play the violin and you don't even watch the videos, you don't do the practice, you don't actually work on it. As you can see, 80% of the reason why you're not playing the violin and playing songs for your friends at parties is because of you, the customer, the person that bought the course. 20% is the course itself. When I say 20%, most courses get you to a proficient level unless it's horribly delivered and it's you know, flat out a scam. But for most of us, we should be able to deliver a course that can get a result. Meaning if somebody actually took the violin course, watched every single video, did all the exercises, put in the practice, put in the time, and they still can't do it, then okay, maybe we can question the course. But very few people get to that result. They actually, you know, if they put in the work, put in the time, do the lessons, they get there. So as you can see, a lot of the ownership of the result is on the product or on the company. Now you might be thinking, oh, wow, in that case, let me go with content. Well, not exactly. Now, you do have a lot of the responsibility as a software company to deliver the result, but the good news is is that because you have so much control over getting them a result, you're going to get more results. You're going to get people getting wins, and this allows you to grow organically a lot faster because people are going to be like, hey, look at my cool website. I was able to easily build it with this software. So cool. And the amount of testimonials and you know success stories you can share because of your software are a lot more, and it's a lot more impactful than with a content business. Trust me, I know. I've run both businesses, and it's a whole lot easier to get a win for a customer if you have control over the result, and therefore you can get a testimonial a whole lot easier. In order for you to get a really good testimonial from a customer with a content business or a content product about the result, I'm talking about testimonial about the result, not about the course itself. They actually have to complete the course, do the work, and actually follow through and share their results. So that's the major difference between the two, responsibilities and results. If I had to add another point of difference is the amount of other talent you're going to need to run a business that's successful as it grows with software versus content. So when it comes to our team, we have about 20 people on our team, 16 of those people fully are dedicated to Webinar Ninja. The other four people work on the podcast, work on some of the course materials, work on the content, and they still contribute to Webinar Ninja. So you could say they're 50-50. So the amount of manpower you're going to need, especially as your your, uh, product or your business grows, is definitely exponential with software. Why? Because you need many disciplines to build a solid software business. You need somebody who's really good at customer support. You need support agents. You need developers. You need engineers, right? You need management. You need marketing. You need copywriting. When it comes to a content business, 
quite honestly, a lot of solopreneurs are able to run successful content businesses because there are so many tools now that take care of all the technical aspects of running that type of business. It's really just the content you need to be able to shoot or write or record or whatever it is. You need to be able to just pull off the content and then the delivery of that product or the sale of that product is pretty easy with the tools available. And you can outsource and get some help with freelancers or EAs, but you really don't need to grow your business to hundreds of employees. The exception is, of course, if you are going massively big, like if you're a Tony Robbins, for example, or Oprah Winfrey, where she's a media company, right? She's a content company, but she's a media company. And, you know, Tony does live events and he does books and DVDs and all that kind of stuff. And he's got huge teams around him. But I've seen solid six-figure businesses run by a team of one, two, three, high profitability. But again, all the accountability is on you. One more difference I would add is it's a lot easier to sell a software business as an asset versus a content business, especially if you're the person behind the content. If you're the one teaching the courses, if you're the one who's delivering the content, you're the teacher, you're the, you know, sort of the face of the business. Selling that business is hard because you'd have to go with that business. And somebody can't just take over that business because, hey, you are the secret sauce. Versus a software, it's a separate entity, it's an asset, you can sell it to another company and somebody else can run it. Yeah, maybe you'd be part of the marketing and things like that, but they can actually put in other people in place. It's a lot easier of an asset to sell once it's built. But again, there's a price to building that asset. It takes time, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a big team, or I should say a bigger team. I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor. Support for today's show comes from Motley Fool. If you've ever wondered how to invest or struggle to understand how to make your money work for you, The Motley Fool is just what you need. Started by two brothers, Tom and David Gardner, The Motley Fool provides advice and guidance that cuts through the noise of standard business sections and websites and instead offers simple, easy-to-use analysis to help you understand the market. Their flagship service, Stock Advisor, provides two stock recommendations every month with daily analysis and coverage designed to help you beat the market. They become well-known analysts identifying the leaders in trends before they become everyday aspects of life. They recommended Amazon in 1997, Netflix in 2004, and Marvel, which is now Walt Disney, in 2004. To kickstart your 2020 financial goals, Motley Fool's offering five of their favorite stock picks for free to the $100 MBA listeners. Just go to fool.com slash MBA. That's fool.com slash MBA. To wrap up today's lesson, today's Q&A question from Charles, the biggest difference between content business and a software company or software business is really that point I discussed, the responsibility and result balance. Understand what game you're getting into. Understand what challenges you're accepting. That's really what you need to know when you start a business. Which challenges are you comfortable with? Which ones are the ones you get excited about? Which ones do you want to take on? Because either one will have challenges, but which ones do you want to take on? That's the question you need to answer, just like I answered today's Q&A Wednesday. If you have a question you want to ask, email me over at omar at 100mba.net, and I'll make sure I answer it right here on the show. And of course, don't forget to hit subscribe on whatever you use to listen to podcasts right now, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, or on them all, hit that subscribe button. Thank you in advance for that. And of course, by hitting subscribe, you get our next episode automatically and access to over 1,400 episodes 
in our archives. It's the only way to get access. Go ahead and do that now. Before I go, I want to leave you with this. I love both content businesses and I love software businesses. And in fact, I've tried to combine them both recently, running content courses for Webinar Ninja because I love to teach so much. So don't be afraid to mix it up a little bit sometimes. Try what works for you. Thank you so much for listening and I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care. Take care.